0: I actually taught in a neighborhood in D.C. that had really intense community violence and it was entering our school. By November, we had gone into lockdown more than three times due to gun violence on our campus. In fact, one time I was on the playground with all of my students. Uh, I taught really young kids, preschool and pre-K, so they're three and four years old. and. Tens of rounds were shot that came onto, our, onto the playground, and so we had to go into lockdown. It was really terrifying for me, but again, I was realizing that there were all these elements beyond students, families, and even schools' control that were severely impacting young children's education and ultimately their chance for upward mobility. Now I'm taking a step back from the classroom, taking a step back from doing direct work abroad and trying to pursue change from a policy angle I think that's the way that we can really address the opportunity gap and um, make our society more equitable.
1: This is the Third Act podcast, shining a spotlight on individuals, charities, and small business owners suffering from illness, economic shutdown, or lack of support and funding. Meaningful conversations that generate compassion and financial support from listeners compelled to join us on this journey to improve the lives of others since with the stranger, I'm gonna enjoy your show, I'm gonna learn to focus and really let it go, and most of all I wanna shine a light on good, and look to give back, and that's what I'll do, with my third, third act, and now your host, Roger Steve Welcome, everyone. It's a true pleasure to have the opportunity to share the microphone with my niece, Kate Hoffman, this morning, who is doing great things to help close the educational opportunity gap here and abroad and has big plans to help improve education policy for young children, as well as high school students with dreams of meaningful achievement. Kate, a Dallas native, has studied educational policy as well as human rights and international development in Southeast Asia through her time at Harvard University. She graduated magna cum laude and Phi Beta Kappa in 2017. One of the most impressive attributes of Kate's educational process to me was her experience in Myanmar, formerly Burma, researching women's political engagement in their parliamentary elections. Following Harvard, Kate pursued her interest in education teaching young children in Washington, DC, and saw firsthand the difficulty many children experience in under-resourced schools in our country. Following two years in the DC prep school system, she widened her understanding, researching best practices in early childhood teaching at Stanford, completing her master's in international policy analysis at Stanford Graduate School of Education this summer. While at Stanford, Kate was introduced to a new dynamic online tutoring organization called UpChieve. Kate is currently the co-chair of the associate board in California, assisting in the funding and spreading the word of the good works being done by the UpChieve team. Knowing Kate, I have been really impressed by her personal mission to improve educational systems, both here and abroad. And I'm thrilled to introduce Kate to our audience to talk more about this extremely important topic. Kate, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
0: Of course, Uncle Roger. It's really a pleasure to be here with you.
1: Good to hear your voice this morning. To start the discussion, Kate, I think it would be beneficial to our audience to hear your thoughts and ideas of what you have seen and researched regarding the educational system through your time in D.C., as well as your international experience.
0: In high school, I had the privilege of traveling around the world and spent a good deal of time in Southeast Asia, where I became really passionate about Myanmar and the people there and what was happening in the politics and the social systems in the country. When I was traveling, I spent time in orphanages, schools, monasteries, and refugee camps. But every night, what kept me up was this question of why is it okay for the lives of the people that I was meeting there to be so different from my life back in Texas? And so, this has been a a question I've been grappling with for years now. Why are things beyond our control limiting factors in where we can end up in life and the success that we can all achieve as human beings? So, I became extremely passionate about human rights that's what i studied at harvard and while i was studying that in the classroom and also working for an after school program in boston i began to see education in particular as the most fundamental human right and a gateway for the realization of all these other human rights that are out there in terms of right to work and freedom of speech and just everything else and i really see education as empowering For individuals, it allows individuals to advocate for themselves, and it can be a really transformative tool in terms of changing the trajectories of individuals' lives. And so for that reason, I became an educator. And again, you mentioned that I taught for a few years in D.C., and at that time when I was teaching, I still felt like I couldn't answer that question that had kept me up at night before. I actually taught in a neighborhood in D.C. that had really intense community violence, and it was entering our school. By November, we had gone into lockdown more than three times due to gun violence on our campus. In fact, one time I was on the playground with all of my students. Uh, I taught really young kids, preschool and pre-K, so they're three and four years old, and tens of rounds were shot that came onto, our, onto the playground, and so we had to go into lockdown. It was really terrifying for me. But again, I was realizing that there were all these elements beyond students, families, and even schools control that were severely impacting young children's education and ultimately their chance for upward mobility. Now I'm taking a step back from the classroom, taking a step back from doing direct work abroad and trying to pursue change from a policy angle, because I think that's the way that we can really address the opportunity gap and um, make our society more equitable.
1: Great. I think from my perspective, I mentioned this to you, but I think the major issues regarding the opportunity gap in this country are not really going to be solved overnight, but I do believe each of us can do our part to uh, take practical steps to help improve the system as it exists today. To me, that is why your work with UpChief is so important, and it shows the drive and the commitment that you and the UpChief team have uh, striving to improve kids' educational potential through this uh, innovative online tutoring platform that has been created. I wanted to touch on why do you why did you decide to join Upchieve, and can you talk about your experience so far, please?
0: Yes, I'm so excited to talk about Upchieve today. I just want to start off by saying that I'm not a representative or an employee of Upchieve but I am a very passionate volunteer. I learned about the organization actually from a former classmate of mine at Harvard, who was a co-director of the after-school program that we worked with in Boston. And she introduced me to the organization, to the associate board, which I'm now on. And I very quickly, since she introduced me to Upchieve in January, have become very passionate and more involved. And I'm trying to help them out in any way that I can. And, oh, yeah.
1: No, excellent. Excellent. I was just going to add on to that. I know that from what I've researched, it appears that UpChief is already making a huge difference uh, to students across the country. I just wanted to give you the opportunity to take a few minutes to talk about the founder, Ali Murray, and her inspiration behind the UpChief platform.
0: Yes, Allie is so cool. She is um, a really huge inspiration to me. And in particular, her story, uh, her individual story and her personal experience actually motivated the model and the platform of Upchieve. So Allie was raised by a single mom in a low income household. And in high school, she was working part time at a Chinese restaurant, she was getting home, really late at night to begin her homework. And she realized that there was no academic support available to her at that time. But she worked really hard. She then went to community college, took six years of classes there, uh, and then transferred to a four-year university. At the end of that, she finished college and secured a high paying job um, in banking and finance. And ultimately that really allowed her and her mom to catapult themselves out of poverty and to change, you know, the trajectory of their family moving forward. And Achieve is built on this story, and it's a common story, I believe, for a lot of other low-income students to not have those resources in high school. And so Allie's fundamental belief is that it should not matter who you are or where you come from, everyone should have access to academic support and a place to seek out academic help. And so that's really UpChief's mission. UpChief is dedicated to connecting low-income youth with live academic support to help them on their path towards achieving upward mobility.
1: No, exactly. And I think uh, at, because she was a um, student from a low-income family situation, I think uh, from her perspective, uh, she knows firsthand the hardship of trying to keep up and importantly, uh, what I say, trying to step up to a college or a higher education community college to obtain additional skills. In my mind, uh, this is exactly why I believe UpChieve will succeed. I think it is truly one of the, it is the right service for the right time right now. I guess that's a good tagline I can use in the future. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) but, But I think it fits perfectly. And I wanted to say, I don't, know Allie personally yet, but doing research on Upchieve, I feel like I do know her now. I think she is truly amazing, and I look forward to talking to her in the future as her dream continues to take shape. And I feel fortunate that Third Act is helping spread the word of the good works that Upchieve is uh, achieving every day. So that is uh, uh, my uh, enthusiasm uh, for the program. You sent me a recent YouTube video of Allie's interview from CBS New York that I thought was excellent. No question. Her enthusiasm is obvious, and she immediately draws you into her aspiration for UpChief. I just wanted to state on the podcast that I will make sure that the uh, video is on our newsletter next week so our listeners can see that and see up and close uh, Allie's personality from that from that interview. Kate, let's get into, if you don't mind, a little bit more nuts and bolts about Upchieve. Can you talk in more detail about the, what I would call the basics of what Upchieve is providing for students, please?
0: Yes. So Upchieve, like we've both mentioned, has a really innovative model. And the way that the team, and I really like to describe it, is thinking of Upchieve as the education equivalent of a 24-7 free health clinic. It's not your primary physician, but it's there anytime you need it. And so the way it works is they connect students who need academic help with volunteers who can help them, and it's all in real time. So now there are about 2,000 students on the platform, and it's really built for The students that are low income have limited access to academic support in their schools and in their homes. Maybe they're students of color or students from a single parent or immigrant household. And they might even be the first to eventually attend college in their family. And so students just sign up and create an account if they're eligible. And then anytime that they need academic support, they can go on the application and they'll be matched with a tutor In less than, on average, four minutes, which is really awesome. Even if it's like one in the morning, seven in the morning, they can get matched to get academic help. And the platform is awesome it's this interactive whiteboard for STEM subjects or a document editor for essays. And students can interact with their volunteer tutor uh, to get support, really guiding the session, asking any questions that they have. And it's not about getting the answer. It's about really digging deep into the concepts and breaking it down so that students understand what's going on and are not just finishing or turning in their homework assignments. So setting them up for longer term success.
1: How do they apply for the uh, tutoring help? How does that work?
0: Yeah, okay. students can sign up directly online at upchieve.org and any student is eligible if they go to a Title I high school. Also, they can fill out a form on the website to show that they're eligible just by fulfilling the qualifications of being a low-income student.
1: So if I know a student says, I'm making this up, but a sophomore in Pontiac School, high school, that needs help in uh, pre-calculus, they can apply, quickly get approved and in very little time be talking to a volunteer that's going to help them with their pre-calculus final exam or whatever it might be. Is that the way it works?
0: Yes. uh, Students can sign up and it's almost immediate, especially if their high school is a Title I school, then they will be almost automatically able to create an account. They just need an email address. And... uh, then they can create that account and request a a tutoring session right then and there and get their help, either, like you said, for studying for an exam, completing a homework assignment, just going over the materials in their class that they might be confused about, really anything. What I personally love about Upchieve is that it's all student-driven. Students set their goals for the tutoring sessions, set the time that they want them to take place since it's on demand, and so that way they can really maximize what they're getting out of the service. And I feel like I mentioned this, but I just want to reiterate, it's completely free, which is oftentimes a barrier. There's lots of other tutoring services that are great out there online, but they're really costly. And so that can be prohibitive for low income students. So Upjeeb is completely free.
1: Uh, fantastic. No, I think that's a very important point and really just marvelous what it does provide for students. But if you don't mind, let's talk about the subjects that UpChief is helping students with today. I know it's mostly math, but can you go into that in a little bit more detail, please?
0: Yes. So UpChief started off with math, but they've quickly expanded to cover more subjects and are looking to expand further in the future. Right now, with math, it's every course from pre-algebra through AP Calculus, BC, and Statistics. Um, in Science, they offer tutoring in Biology, Chemistry, Physics, and Environmental Science. And also College Counseling. So any basic advice on applying to college and feedback on personal statements and essays. So those are all the subjects. I know that Ali and the UpChief team has plans to continue growing the subjects in the future and. Eventually, I think they want to offer every single commonly offered high school course. For me, I would be super excited if they started launching um, more humanities subjects, because that's where I personally feel like I could be helpful and get certified in those subjects to tutor. I'm also really excited about the potential of SAT and ACT tutoring.
1: Perfect. So I think that's all great stuff. I know it's important to you and we talked about it before and I have uh, many uh, listeners and clients that are interested. But can you talk about from your experience, both uh, in the D.C. school district and also abroad, the importance of what UpChief can achieve for uh, students in the development of these STEM subjects that are so important for further development in uh, higher education?
0: Yes. Excuse me for a moment while I geek out on education policy things, but um, it's really important that Upchieve is addressing the opportunity gap with regards to STEM. I just read the other day that by between 2018 and 2028, STEM careers are predicted to grow by almost 9%. That's a huge jump compared to other fields and industries. And Despite this growth, there's actually very few individuals in the U.S. who have the technical qualifications to fill these jobs. I think we talked the other day about how there are lots of international students who are coming to the U.S. to get degrees, but then maybe go back to their home country. And so it's really important that the U.S. is cultivating STEM uh, STEM jobs and employees here within the country, as well. And so there's a huge demand uh, for STEM workers, and yet there's a low supply. What this means, like the implication of that is that STEM jobs have much higher wages than other fields. So this is baffling to me, but right now STEM jobs have a wage of greater than $50,000 per year than non-STEM related careers on average. And that means there's a Really big earning potential for students who are entering those fields compared to students who are entering other fields. But so what's important about that is that there's a huge underrepresentation of low income individuals and students of color entering STEM majors and STEM careers. This is not due to a lack of interest from these students, it's really due a to a lack of equitable access. Low income schools offer less STEM classes. They are not able to hire as well-qualified STEM teachers, and subsequently, they have lower outcomes. I think it's really important to connect low-income students to high-quality STEM opportunities, and one of those ways is UpChief.
1: Related to the current COVID situation, we're trying to uh, grapple with or live through a stat yesterday that uh, first-year college admissions are down something like 23% or something like that, which is a scary stat, and I don't know Mm -hmm. how long that's going to continue, if it's going to feed into future years. But we need more practical ways to get students into uh, these higher education opportunities. And I think UpChief is, uh, is certainly filling that gap for sure. I wanted to go back to the nuts and bolts a little bit about the platform and talk about the volunteers for a second. I think that's a key Differentiating sort of feature.
0: Right now, we have about two thousand certified, onboarded volunteers, and these volunteers are just everyday people like your listeners who just dedicate an amount of their time to help low-income students. So these are amazing volunteers from all over the country. You don't have to be a teacher or have an education background. You can still make a difference just by volunteering your time and. Upchieve is really cool because it walks you through all the training that you need. It vets you and it also provides you with certifications in different subjects. So tutors have to take a quiz in the subject that they want to tutor in. And once they pass that, then they're able to offer tutoring in that subject. And like I said, we have tutors from all over the country um, We actually have, this is incredible to me, but a list of ten over 10,000 prospective volunteers. It's clear that people across the U.S. really want to engage in this work, and that's only gone up since COVID. That's really inspiring to me, is that this is scalable. People want to volunteer and are excited about this work.
1: I think the uh, fl- flexibility factor, I call it, that the platform provides is... A very cool feature. I think that probably adds to the numbers of volunteers that are ready to sign in and help out where where needed. So I think that's cool. Can you detail for our audience the uh, big priorities for Upchieve as we approach year-end 2020, please?
0: Yes. Before I do that, I'd love just to talk for a second, though, about what I've witnessed in terms of Upchieve's growth so far. I think they've They've come from just an idea, an Allie's idea, to actually being a real organization that's making meaningful change for students across the country. In particular, COVID has meant that there's been a huge increased demand, and I think that UpChief has just done a beautiful job in rising to the occasion to meet that demand. So wanted to start off just by saying that they've already grown a ton over the first three years that the platform has been operating. And I just learned this week that Upchieve last month had over 1,000 tutoring sessions on the platform, but they have big aspirations, like you said, for moving forward. So they really want to expand to more students. Um, I think that's the number one goal is just to get the word out that this free on-demand service exists and that students can access it if they want to. They also want to offer more courses, looking around for the possibilities of computer science being offered, and they want to deepen their partnerships with schools and nonprofits. Not only can students sign up directly online, as we talked about, but Upchieve maintains strong partnerships with individual schools and districts and nonprofits to engage them, and the students that they serve with the platform. Those are the three areas that they really want to make progress in before the end of the year.
1: Terrific. I know we have listeners that want to get involved. How can our listeners get involved in these growth plans and help the organization grow?
0: There are a couple ways. I think if a high school student who could benefit from this service, definitely let them know. For a beginning nonprofit startup, the biggest strength is word of mouth and so just sharing about Upchieve to any high school students you might know um, or families i think that's one thing the other thing is that although there's a list of 10,000 prospective volunteers they need more qualified volunteers in three main subjects so calculus statistics and physics if you feel that you could get certified in those subjects and be a tutor that would be awesome I didn't mention this before, but the flexibility factor is that tutors put in their available schedules on the platform, and then let's say I'm available generally on Monday evenings from 7 to 10 p.m. I would put that on my profile, and then a student on Monday at 8.05 logs on and requests a session. My phone will actually get a ping and say, Hey, a student requested a session, are you able to help them right now? And if I am great, I'll accept uh, the ping. If not, that's okay, too. It's up understands that tutors might not always be available every single time. And so that's why I really love about it. The last thing I would say is just donating would be really important. It's a new startup, only a couple couple years old, and they have big dreams and aspirations. And definitely need the fundraising to get there.
1: What are the uh, fundraising goals for the balance of this year?
0: A couple. One I would just say is the associate board, uh, especially us in California, we're really hoping to raise about $10,000 before the end of 2020 so that we can help promote what the organization is doing. It only costs $10 to add a student to the platform And so every time I think about, I could spend $10 maybe on coffee for a few days, or I could actually give a student the chance for free academic support. I think that's amazing that they have such a low marginal cost. Another thing which is very exciting is Upchieve is launching a new fundraising uh, campaign where they're calling them school heroes. Anyone who donates $5,000 annually. We'll get perks of being a school hero because that's about what it costs to partner with a new school. And so those donors will be getting special reports, access to the organization's leadership, and just deeper dialogue with UpChief. We're hoping to make $10,000. Every $10 makes a huge difference because it means an additional student. And also, if you want to be a school hero, I think that's a great way uh, to make a really sustained and effective impact.
1: Terrific, terrific. And you mentioned to me before that UpChief is looking to add qualified staff positions and a couple of key positions.
0: Yes. When I think about all that UpChief is doing right now, the fact that there was a thousand sessions on the platform last month, I'm really blown away by the fact that it's just five people. So I'm really inspired by what all of the staff is doing, but. They definitely want to expand. Currently, they're looking to hire a new chief technology officer to help build out different features of the platform and make sure that it's really accessible to all users, both students and volunteers. So, if anyone knows of someone who would be qualified for that, definitely reach out because that's where they're looking to expand moving forward.
1: I am going to provide the donation link on the website next week. So, anyone that um uh, wants to uh, contribute, uh, please do that. But maybe, Kate, if you have it handy, maybe you could provide our listeners with how they could donate today if they are listening to this.
0: Yes, upachieve.org slash donate.
1: Perfect, perfect.
0: Yep, that's it. It's easy.
1: <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk a bit about how you how the organization is working with corporations and educational platforms like schools?
0: Yes. So like I mentioned, I think the model is really innovative. Uh, Achieve is an ed tech startup, but they're also a nonprofit. So they've figured out a way to engage different partners to meet a variety of needs. I'm really excited about their corporate partnerships. They've developed partnerships with a handful of awesome companies and firms. But two examples that come to mind are Goldman Sachs, and also PWC. Both of these not only help to provide funds to Upchieve for program maintenance and just operations, but they also are providing volunteers through their employees. So their employees can use this as an opportunity to volunteer and give back.
1: Uh, terrific. Certainly want to add any sort of information, contact information on the website and we'll make sure that our viewers next week can easily attain the website and get into the nuts and bolts of the company. Kate, I thank you so much for coming on the call and telling your story and introducing our listeners to Ali and the UpChief tutoring program. Uh, I wanted to say to Ali and her team, keep up the good work. I believe you have a wonderful future ahead and I expect to hear more fantastic stories regarding your efforts at Upchieve. Great stuff all around. Thank you so much. Love you, Kate. Thank you for coming on. Talk to you Love
0: soon. Love you too.
1: Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Third Act Podcast. To find out more about who we are spotlighting, how to get involved, or find show notes on today's episode, go to wearethirdact.com. We'll and most of all, I want to shine a light on good, and look to give back, and yeah, that's what I'll do with my third.